Hello. It's the final part now. It is. We've all gone a little bit mental. <laughs> it's been a long day, and I, I know it's only an hour different, not like half an hour difference for what we had planned if we we end at 11 rather than the 11.30 we planned. But, my God, that half an hour feels like a, a, a lifetime. Just a brief thing before we jump back into this. You made the joke earlier before the break of you're glad you talked you down from 24 hours. Yeah, but I'm also now all throughout setting up D&D, I had this really cool idea of playing either Curse of Strahd or Prince of the Apocalypse, where the players have written out each level, so literally as you level up, you just load the next character, rather than it being like, and if, if one of your characters dies, then you you go off stream whilst you write your next character up quickly, or you have like a, a pre-made set. Anyway, yeah. I'm now also going, my god, I don't want to do that one either, because... The idea of just running this one shot has just been like... <laughs> anyway. Anywho, right. We've got an hour. Let's do this, kids. Yeah. We're going to rock this last bit. It's going to set up campaign two for 16 Candle Keeps. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be exactly what I need it to do. So, we've just le left off as, um, as you dealt with the three monkeys. Um, you... Uh, you saw a watery visage of a Morkoff that says that Moreau has spoken and they must, uh, the people in the uh, the court area must travel to the volcano room and they've all stood up inside to head towards the volcano in the centre of the island. You are currently left... only to us three. Oh, it said to the, the area at large. Uh, and as I say, they all stood in that kind of very zombie kind of fashion, up as one, turn as one, leave as one. No speech. Nothing. Um, currently you are still stood around the fire uh, that has been broken or like, put out by the water that made the Morkoff image drop onto the ground. Um, and uh, the um, uh, and you have Captain Pinoir currently still chained or like, wrapped up on a crucifix cross. Um to the right, to the left of the area. What would you like to do, guys? Oh, well, we must set him free. Yes. Can I... Uh, yes, Fadron? Can I use this time to basically... Can we just... Are we treating this as a short rest? Yeah, it'd be a short rest time if you're going to take half an hour or so here. Wonderful. Um, yeah, they can untie him, do all of that sort of stuff. Uh, you guys go do that thing. Bye. Really. Thanks. Yeah, I I want my uh, my uh, second wind and my action surge back, and I will be using arcane recovery. Yeah. Uh, to recover nine spell slots worth. Okay. Um. So I've got my level four and my level five slots back. Excellent. So you take half an hour or so to do that whilst uh, this happens. Uh, so Valerie just sits in the corner. Uh, about our um, exhaustion? Exhaustion, you need a long rest to sleep off. A long rest, okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, which you can do if you want to sleep. You're more than welcome to do things. I'm just going with, if you want to take a short rest here, take a short rest. If you want to take other things, by all means do. Um, Prancer comes over and rests uh, her jaw on your shoulder as you uh, focus your energies and do your thing um, whilst the ladies oh sorry excuse me the uh, the lady and gentleman 
It's because I'm looking at the two ladies in the camera. That's why. Yeah, yeah sorry. It was the hat was too hot. I'm burning up in this room. No, I get it. <laughs> it's like, no, no. Sorry, sir. It's the, it's the way the trousers were set. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, Jack and Blanche go over and start to untie an unconscious Captain Pinoir who literally drops onto the... As you undo them, he just kind of flumps onto the face first into the uh, into the um, the ground. Um, as you are spending time doing this, um, both of you, um, I imagine uh, with a level 20 passive perception, you would notice that that glitchy thing that you might have seen on everything when it went into that weird alter reality is currently still affecting, or looks like it's still affecting... Captain Pinoir. Um, and everything else around you is normal. He is glitchy and it looks like he's got like this weird like you know when you take your glasses off in the 3D cinema and you can see the blue and the red line, you can see the blue and the red outline of Captain Pinoir as his body lands on the ground. I'm just going to say yes. I've never experienced Oh, apologies, that. you're uh, colorblind. I do apologize. Um <laughs> I think I, I think I understand what you mean. You can you can see the three layers that make the three D. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Avatar in three D was not a fun experience for someone that's blue green color blind. Oh, I know. <laughs> Avatar would be the worst thing to watch. Oh. <laughs> oh. So what do you do? Guys, before we get back into it. I have a really stupid out of our character moment. Okay. When did I get my spell slots back? Is that after a long rest? Long rest, yeah. Yep. Okay, that's fine. Just checking. I've understood my own character's rules. Right it's cool. Fine. The, and I'll say this to our audience Wizards, at the moment. Oh, God. Liam. Wizards have arcane recovery uh, that they can use to uh, regain like just a little bit of their magic. Um, because that's what they do because they're book smart, whereas where the other ones are like more innate. Um, I'm just talented. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, so yours is yours is actual energy that you're expending, whereas you mm -hmm. know, wizards just have to get their components sorted out again. Yeah. Um, and again, for the audience, um, these guys. I don't think any of us have played. Oh, well, I've played a D. I've DM'd one, and I've played an old school DM, uh, an old school game where I was Grimnir as a level twenty. Uh, but we've never actually played level twenty. I don't think. And two, there's a vast difference between. I wrote this character specifically for level twenty, and I've learned this character from level one as it's leveled all the way up to level twenty. So there'll yeah. be bits every now and then that we get confused with. Anyway. Um, there's oh. a lot of stuff, because I was just reading through my character earlier, there's so much stuff that we're probably not going to use, because mm. it's the sort of stuff you'd use in lower mm -hmm. levels. Like, oh, I've got this shiny new thing, I'm going to use it. Yeah. Now I'm like, there's way too much stuff here for me to use it all in yeah. four hours. <laughs> yeah, no, I got it. There was a magic, so there was a magic item I was going to pick called Magic Mirror, um, oh. and it helps you see past future. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that would be so appropriate for Snow White. Um, but obviously... <laughs> It's not a story-based character choice, so um, I decided to not go with it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so Captain Fardwin. Mm, sorry, silent. <laughs> what are we doing? 
I guess we're going to see Moreau. Mm. Mon- Monroe? Moreau? Moreau. Moreau. Oh, that's right, the first one. Um, M-O-R-E-A-U. Totally spelled that wrong in my notes. But no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, do, do we do anything with Captain Pinoir or do we just leave him unconscious lying on the, the floor? No, I'm not going to leave him. No, I'd like, I'd like to make him a bit more comfortable if I can. Just like. I mean, he's not on a cross anymore. Longer in the just start he's... lowering. <laughs> no, off, off the top of the head. Don't do it, Vado. I'm not grappled Good anymore. night, Peter. <laughs> no, you're not grappled anymore. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't unmarked My it. concentration's dropped. Um, yeah, is that a do anything to... Hit points bring him back round, or does it need to be something else? That you can try it if you're going to stick some hit points in him. Yeah, um, I will try lay on hands. Yep. Uh, lay me... your hands on me. Lay your hands oh. on me. Lay oh. your oh. hands <laughs> on me. I got a hundred. Um, let's let's try ten for now. See what happens. Okay. As you place your hands on him and you focus your uh, your uh, kind of deity channeling powers uh, into from your holy symbol through to uh, your hands and lay them onto the chest of uh, Captain Pinoir. Um, you feel the uh, the chest rise and fall much more steadily and much more um, much less shallow in the breathing. It feels a lot more in like integral and like strengthened in the breath. And he kind of rocks back and forth a little bit. And you just go, As you do that, um, there is a weird bit where as you keel and he wakes up, Two two images of him move side by side next to you. One of them is the orangutan that just moves and lays down and just continues breathing. The other one is a human figure, uh, ginger hair in the same colour of uh, of Captain Juvera as an orangutan, uh, has a unkempt but much less longer beard a broken nose janky yellow teeth still uh, which look like they've been knocked out rather than the the way that um, the orangutan did um, looks to be wearing like a, a medics kind of like a waistcoat wearing the tie pin uh, that you would associate with uh, a, a court medic or a court cleric if you will um, um and appears to be like has huge scars running up and down, uh, like loads of individual little lines up and down each of his forearms going up to his biceps, um, which are uncovered by this kind of ragged shirt that he's wearing. Um, and he kind of just comes, sits up in this kind of shock panic. Where, 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 where are we, please? Captain Peanut? Captain Pina, not apologies. My name is um my captain. My I was a captain. I was, no. I was, sorry. Um, my name is Jouvert Molson. I uh, I was a cleric on um, on a ship for my captain. Uh, I do not remember what happened. Um, well, well, uh, ah, we're here. Amazing. Bless you. Don't worry about it. We're on an island. You're fine. 
Yes. I can see where we are. And he kind of, this kind of white as a sheet panic as he looks around and then looks towards the, the volcano in the distance and then just kind of drops his heads into it, head is into his hands and starts gently sobbing. It's all right. And I'm going to gently pat him on the back. <laughs> you, you do not understand. It is not all right. We don't understand. You see, your friend Stanforth hired us to come and do something important. Important. And we ended up on this island, and there were some creepy tentacly people. One of them disappeared, the other one went up into the sky and then fell into the fire, and then there was this voice from a shell that also had tentacles, and then everybody left and went into the volcano. He breathes a sigh of relief. Sorry, Jack, go. Oh, literally, I was just, I was just pointing at her to say that. Like, yeah. That happened. He, uh, he, he breathes a sigh of relief and kind of smiles um, half-heartedly towards you as you say that Stanforth brought you. Uh, ah, glad to hear the captain is still alive then. Um, oh, captain? Captain he Stanforth, he, yes. He said he was the quartermaster. You see... And we um, haven't seen him since the boat crashed. And he gestures towards uh, the orangutan body that lies next to him. There is a... Um, there is a very powerful magic being used on the island. The Morkov is a servant of a very, very powerful spellcaster. Um, they've been building uh, what they like to refer to as the. What do they call it? I, they call they they are building a syndicate of some sort. Uh, and one of them, the Morkov Moreau, has been um, instructing um, mages to um, polymorph um, humans and creatures into one being. So Stanforth is not a badger folk, he is a man and a badger melded by magic. There are two realities running w rampant over the whole of Cordelia right now. It is all... I, it is hard to explain, but we are not in Cordelia, we are in a non-existing version, but also in an existing version of Cordelia right now. Oh god, my mind's blown by this. Now, and he kind of takes his, he, he places his hands on him and goes, I am the real Cordelia. Or I am from the real Cordelia. He then places his hands through the orangutan body as it kind of glitches out and the hologram kind of fashion of it kind of shakes a bit as his hands pass through it and then it looks for all intents and purposes as he stops moving through it as if it's a physical orangutan body lying there. Places his hand through it. Yeah. This is the, this is the fake Cordelia. Somehow there is a magic that is melding the two together. Both here and not here. Our virtual selves are now technically our physical selves. We are, we are lost. And he gestures around himself. We are lost in an oasis, if you will. <laughs> hmm. 
Well, I think I have heard quite enough of this. I would very much like to speak to this tomorrow. Oh, and put sir, an end to this. You, you must. I, I would suggest not going towards Murad's volcano rooms. They are. Um, it is individually. Each of them are handable. But I believe if the, the last memories I have of any gestures towards of being that being are correct. Five of the six have collected. One remains. So we got to do some in before they get that one. I don't know if <laughs> I. I will come with. I will guide you. And he um he gestures towards the volcano, and kind of half-heartedly gets up. He walks out in a very kind of limping, kind of very battered, bedraggled fashion. Um, he is, um, for all intents and purposes, um, he's not going to be anyone that was used in a fight. Um, he's just a <coughs> fun NPC now. Um, cheers, Captain Pino. It was great having you all day. <laughs> Bye, friend. I miss him. I miss him. Anyway, uh, he guides you through a chained network of um, different kind of shanty towns that kind of pop up out of the tree line as you walk through. There are some where they've kind of made these canopy-like tree line um, areas where they've got canopy rope branch, uh, rope bridges between branches and they've made tree huts and such up above the ground um, and you can see them walking back and forth and there is a miasma of different creatures or animals that have been turned into these anthropomorphic uh, versions of themselves. As they walk through, as you walk through, you see every now and then there is a wizened, kind of very sweat-ridden, lank hair, mottled dresses, but there are these these servants that sit in spots around the tree line as you walk through as they wear this kind of like mottled rotted gingham dress all of them seem to be in this uniform of a mottled rotting gingham dress uh, their hair looking like they've been pulled out of um, out of like a, a, a fairy tale and then aged by hundreds of years as they look like Little Miss Muffet has been ruined um but each of them sit, and it's fascinating, possibly horrifying at the same time. They sit with unconscious humans on one side, and unconscious animals on the other side, and they place two of them in fr one animal and one human in front of them, and then they just start weaving with their hands through this kind of like light arcane loom that sits in front of them. As you watch the animal and the human body slowly fading towards one each other. And as you come past one of them specifically, you can see they're near the end of this process. As you see that weird kind of two different versions of the person in one setting. Uh, in the front of this one elderly woman who is just weaving away. Her hands moving at the speed of knots. Um, 
pardon the pun, um, uh, as, as she flips through the this kind of like arcane loom, knotting these two, for for want of a better um, description of it, knotting the two life strands of each creature into, um, into one central tapestry. This is horrible. Can we just find this, kill it, and get out? Um, the entire time, as you're walking along, Moreau, uh, Moreau, sorry, um, Jouvert is, uh, it's, excuse me, is a Freudian slip. <laughs> uh, you've had too many NPCs backstab you. It's not happening this time. <laughs> this one's the knife. Um, this one's the odd one out. Um, anyway. <laughs> Where he got as he walks, he keeps every now and then, f- kind of like pulling his collar up as he gets near these women, uh, and looks very, very scared of them. Um, as he continues walking, um, can I just get a perception check from everyone? Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty-one. Twenty-one. No, no, oh well. Fuck you. Fifteen. Fifteen. I just rolled a one. Nine for Jack. That's fine. All of you spot it. It's less um, obvious for yourself, Jack, as you're just kind of, I imagine for yourself, you're more kind of taken aback and aghast at all of this rather than taking Mm -hmm. it in in like a morbid fascination, which I imagine that Mm -hmm. certain members of the group might do. Don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Looking at you, one. Oh, he means Prancer, right? He means Prancer. <laughs> anyway. For all of you, you will spot um, more so than others, but you will at least spot one of them that starts to chain the events. I did something in the first game earlier. If you spotted it, you're now about to get something. Um, each creature where there's a human-animal split has a glowing blue left eye. As they continue through, um, you come now as you get towards the uh, towards the base of the volcano, and you can see there's kind of like a, a, a kind of workman's queue almost heading towards an entrance um, in the side of the volcano. Uh, this huge, like sixty foot wide kind of mouth in the side of the volcano uh, acts as this kind of like in and out point, and there's kind of a queue going towards one area, but there's also next to this the kind of like more pedestrian in and out of people going in and out with boxes and like people just walking back and forth. Um, Javert continues walking, doesn't seem to change anything, um, and starts to walk uh, into the. Uh, into the the main entrance itself where for those paying attention you can see that the uh the uh the queue starts to go off in a jutting fashion to the left of this huge antechamber you walk into the heat is phenomenal in here it's a bit like um it's a bit like being inside a volcano uh but it's it's a bit like the more regal um buildings like a bit like the black staff's um chambers that you entered earlier where it's it looks like a an opulent beautifully designed manor inside the side of the volcano but that where there'd be tapestries flowing from the ceiling there are just vaults of lava dropping from the sides 
as different people go swanning off it, and it's kind of like a miasma, or a, um, it's almost like seeing a, a busy train station just sort of back and forth, running back and forth, all different people doing whatever they need to do. Um, and a lot of the, the people that you saw leave uh, are now heading over towards uh, one exit to the top north, the northern uh, like right of the room. Ah, thank you very much for the raid, Game Chef. Welcome to the uh, the stream. Oh, you join us in our final hour as we ra oh, we ride out twelve hours of D and D. Thank you for joining us. It's been quite the day. Welcome. Yes, welcome. Um, uh, I think that the game overlay is still up oh, from our previous one. Do you all just finished your session? Um, let me change that whilst you guys discuss what y'all gonna do and chat with our people. Um, apologies. My HP is not low. I was gonna say we are we are in our level twenty game. Right yeah, now. apologies, guys. Um... It, it it updated between the two games, so I didn't bother checking when I came back in. Uh, I was silly. Um, let me just change that for you now. Why did I do that? Campaign selection. So what do you guys want? Ah, um, says with an even voice. It's because um, we don't have that campaign available anymore for some reason. I don't have, I don't have a D and D available. It should still be there. I do apologise. Um, let me try, log back in. No, it's just coming up with, with just that one. There's only two players in it. Yeah. That's weird. It might have somehow kicked me out. I tell you what, just because wait, it's the last day. Wait, oh, wait, wait. I know why. You're not a player, are you? I have to put back in. If I put in one of yours. Ah, yes. Put in a peanut? Yeah, put in peanut. Fitting. Put in peanut. Oh, yeah. Okay, right. Fine. We'll... Apologies, uh, uh, guys. Technical moment. Happens? Yeah, because it'll be. Like... Back in peanut. That's what it'll be. Yeah. It's because it, it does update to only the active characters, so it would have... Uh, yeah. Anyway, right, so what are you guys doing as you are in yeah. this area whilst I quickly refresh this? One of their characters just got gifted the deck of many things and pulled the wish card. Love the deck of many things! Well done, that DM. <laughs> um... um. Um, I would like to go to where the main bad guy slash area seems to yeah, be. Yeah, I we need to we need to just go in there. Okay, that should also be updated so now to read our new characters. We um, will whistle while we work. <laughs> so you start guys start to follow in. Um and it is at this point uh that you walk in to a very crowded for want of a better term it's like walking into a cathedral there are statues rising out of the ground either side of these huge areas for plinths uh plinths sorry the uh, pews uh, there are rows of seats where you can see different races and creeds all sitting some of them as you start to walk through actually aren't just these anthropomorphic animal creatures there are tieflings there are human there are tabaxi my brain just went races quickly <laughs> there are elves there are 
and you're seeing on the outskirts um, of the room that there are actually small portals that keep opening and allowing people to walk in and out of the room. Uh, these kind of weird, like, red outlined, squiggled holes appear in nothing as people just step through having a normal conversation as if they've just walked through a door, uh, a doorway in a, in a normal building sort of thing. Did we just enter the Ministry of Magic? We entered something. However, everything goes quiet as pe and people start to rush towards their pews um, as at the very end of this, like, I think it's about 100, 150 feet wide, uh, long, it's about 80, 90 feet wide, there are rows of pews, you're walking down the central aisle to, um, to, to get to different areas, um, people that you've seen walk off from the, the court scene you're in are now starting to find seats wherever they can. Um, and as you walk down the, the central kind of corridor of these seats, um, there are stationed every few pews um, chain devils that are guiding people towards seats. For those that don't know what chain devils are, think of like, think of Whiplash from <laughs> from Marvel. Take the lightning chains, just make them nasty chains. Okay. Lee, yes. Mm -hmm. Nice. Big, burly, kind of human-looking figures, but they have chains wrapped, uh, wrapped around their arms. They, they have beards made of chain that they wrap onto their arms and use. Or they've got hooks on the end of them. Terrible-looking oh, yeah. creatures. Thanks, thanks, D&D &D Beyond. They are terrifying. So yes, and they're very cordial. Oh, sorry, please. Um, <laughs> but they are guiding people towards their seats, and it goes quiet as at the end of the corridor where there's this huge kind of... It's kind of like a, uh, a balcony with two stairwells curving round and down onto the this kind of like stage area at the front. And at the top of the balcony... There are six doors. All of them seem to be about 20 foot tall and 20 foot wide. Somehow fitting in a room that didn't seem to give that much space. But somehow all the same are there as one of them opens and floating out like a weird kind of Modoc <laughs> is the Morkoth that you saw the watery visage of earlier as it floats out onto the balcony, there is a huge roar of applause from the audience. As the Morkoth floats in over the balcony edge and down into the front of the area. What do you guys do at this point? Um, well, well, first of all, I'm... I'm of towards the back and I'm just going to clap when other people clap so it doesn't look too weird that we're not joining in um, um, sorry I just got a notification to say we've had a three pound donation I got distracted by an email flashing up, apologies <coughs> thank you very much to somebody whose name I will read out if I get it up in time it's not loading it properly but when it does we will thank you <laughs> da, da, da. But thank you. So we are now on 138 pounds. Nice. Today so far, 
this is awesome. I, to be fair, I didn't think we'd get anything, so I'm like. <laughs> Uh, and also thank you very much for the follow uh, game for chef oh game chef sorry um, it's from it's from Dan good effort I'm sure it will be amazing Dan I don't know who you are but thank you very much Mr. Thank you. Yes, Lucci. thank you Have very much well done oh. good job Dan um, right so as uh, the creepy floaty preacher guy comes out this just reminds me of one of those big American churches where everybody's a little bit crazy yes uh, it was Game Chef. Is that who it was? Oh, thank you for the, you. the donation as well. Just coming in here, all lovely, liking this. You oh, can stay. Right. Yes, it, it's very much that sort of kind of. Um... Been to one of those churches. They are terrifying. So. Mm. It's not a great idea to just run up and attack him, right? <laughs> oh, that could be hilarious. I mean, what? How? Just how far away did you say is the, is the front where he is? One hundred and fifty feet ahead of you. One hundred and fifty feet ahead. Thank you. Plans are forming. Anything for anything? Anyone else? I'm going to allow this to happen for a little bit longer, see how things go, before I end it. Oh, Vardoid. I'm honestly feeling very much the princess that I am playing and useless. Oh, useless. <laughs> useless. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Game Chef, I didn't mean to scare you with the follow back. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, um, as as you uh, all take a moment and you uh, start to, uh, as Vardarin said, let this happen, um, the Morkov floats forward and goes, Malo is happy. Tentacles come up, holding up five tentacles. Five of the six are now collected. May I introduce you to the newest members of the Assembly of Syrinx. And gestures towards the doors with tentacles as four of the doors open. Opening onto the balcony come four very familiar potentially terrifying images floating out of the first door is I say familiar because these the images of them look familiar but as they come more out you start to recognize that they're not the first of which we introduce one of the many bad guys of campaign two um, is a beholder that comes floating out of the first door However, this beholder looks slightly different to any beholder you have ever heard of or seen. Where they normally have this sickly kind of fatty flesh around this huge central eye and six or seven tangled kind of eye stalks that float off the top. You see that this one is scaled and has chromatic eye stalks. Five eye stalks for each colour of the chromatic races. In the central of the eye is the face of Tiamat, 
told you this is setting up shit for campaign two. Are you excited for campaign two now? <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared for campaign two. Don't want to do it. <laughs> I will just. I will interrupt just again. Say we've Go. had a five euro donation. Just come in. Ooh. Thank Ooh, you. La, la. Thank you to Tommy or Atomi. I don't know how you want to pronounce in it. In the chat. Thank you very much. Thank you very Good. much. Thank you. <laughs> we'll do one of these again, I guess. <laughs> All donations are welcome, but I'm now going to hold off till the end of the game to announce. No, that's cool. I don't yeah. want to interrupt this anymore. Let's get this. Let's get this done. Door number done. two opens, and this one is a visible, you know who this is the moment he walks out. You've lo heard him. You love him. Stepping out of this door. And I've been so excited to use this door since the first character, the first campaign I ever wrote. Opening the door is a monstrously large fat red-skinned tiefling standing at a good 16-17 feet tall tiny wings sprouting out of the back but they may not be tiny they just look tiny in proportion he wears a goat's skull over his head as two ram-like horns jut out of his temples and he walks forward, slamming a large bone walking stick into the ground, which has several skulls at the top of it. There is an audible, very pantomime, ooh, from the audience, as Orcus, with the wand of Orcus, steps forward out of the door. <laughs> so dragon, dragon beholder, Orcus. Do you want to fight this thing at the end? <laughs> anyway. Um, door number three does not open. Door number four is the door that Moreau came out of. Door number five, the final... Sorry, I've, I've, mi I've mixed up my doors. There wasn't six, there were five doors. It's because I've got so many things in my head. Uh, door number five, final door. The central door is the one that didn't open. Door number three will be an awesome uh, picture to my... <laughs> Sorry. So, door number five opens. And stepping out of door number five... The speedboat. <laughs> You're all brilliant. I love you all. Um, stepping out of door number five is a, a fairly... It looks, again, you've seen these weird glitches throughout the day that you've been on the island that you're on in Pendlerun. This one looks like he's literally two people trying to sit in the same space and they're not agreeing with one another. He looks like a dwarven figure, but also looks like a goliath at the same time. He has this huge pointed beard and wields two great swords in either hand. He has a dragon skull on one shoulder that appears to be a black dragon from the, the, the horns. And he steps in, slams the two great swords into the ground and roars, Twinblade is home. The crowd takes a moment to check if Lion's Head are okay with this and then shouts in true love and adoration towards the group, we love the assembly of Syrinx. The Morkoff turns to each of them with its tentacles and waves at them. You are family 
our army. You will do great things. And our master needs you now more than ever. I need you, children of Syrinx, to go out into the world and find the two items. For he cannot come home without the items. All of them turn as one in reverie. Orcus, this beholder, this huge dwarf goliath weird mix thing. There's Morkoff turned to the central door. And in the center of the door, in this weird visage, is a hand that appears, that turns round, and holding in its palm is a yellow oh, eye. <laughs> okay, now is the moment. What are we doing, Valorant? Uh, can I just confirm one thing? We are on another plane, yes? You are indeed. Wonderful. I... <laughs> I cast... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh... Yeah. I cast Gate. And I Ooh. name a Sererac. <gasps> Talk to me! Talk to me! Talk to me what this does! This is awesome! I love it! So, this is my ninth level spell. Uh, you conjure a portal linking an unoccupied space you can see within range. Uh, that's 60 feet to a precise location on a different plane of existence. Um, when you name a creature, the creature is pulled through. <laughs> can I do a thing? Can I do a thing just to set up a one-shot that may never happen? Will you let me fuck with your spell? <laughs> you can try. I promise you'll get everything you want. I just want to add a little bit to it. Okay. Or to add a little spice. <laughs> or to add a little spice, yes. The spice melon. I'll allow it. You're the DM. <laughs> um, so, as this happens and everyone's going crazy, um, you guys near the back just hear Vardwin start to flick through his book and they go hmm yeah and then does a couple of arcane sigils in the air with his hands and there is a new portal that opens and coming out of the portal are two things one floats forward in regal lichdom purple robes flowing, crown jutting out fear and terror soaking into every inch of ground that hangs below him as a Sererac the Eternal comes out of this portal opened in the centre of the chamber and booming across the area a Sererac comes over who dares defile my slumber followed shortly after by the scraping of metal across stone as a bathtub comes scratching out of the uh, of the gate and a second lich holding a newspaper comes scratching out of the uh, the, the opening and a second acerarach holding a newspaper and a rubber ducky on his head is currently there and he just looks around well this is not this is not the bathroom what's going on As Maya Sererac and Liam's Sererac 
kind of exist in the same time <laughs> time zone to time parallel. Wibbly wobbly timely wobbly Jeremy Bereby. We created a world where my Acerarach would exist in the world where Liam's Acerarach existed, so I will not tamper any further. As this happens and everything pauses, chaos explodes. Acerarach, Liam's Acerarach, the formal terrifying Acerarach, just starts casting spells at everything. Uh, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Um, just having wanton destruction and fun. The assembly at the top of the room, turn at one, grin, and you feel a moment where there's almost like a, a tick in the back of your head, and they all start to walk towards their doors. What are we doing? How far away is the, the set of doors? The set of doors are 150 feet away at the very end of the room, as I say. And who's moving towards them? <laughs> so, currently, the, the, the four... Sorry, because I got my, my brains and my numbers mixed up. Um, so, the, four, the Morkoth, the, the, the weird, glitching dwarf Goliath Twinblade... Um, the Beholder and Orcus are all moving towards their doors again. Okay. Everyone else is just a bit like the scene in uh, Kingsman, uh, where the where, uh, where Colin Firth goes a little crazy um, to Freebird. Imagine that, but rather than Colin Firth, it's a lich <laughs> just going Hellbent yeah. forever. It's Skeletor. <laughs> Um, oh, holy shit. This is, this is like, oh my god. Um, oh, I think it's probably, it's a good idea for us not to hide at the back anymore. I want to get blasted in the ass by a Sarah What are we doing, guys? Um. I was close enough, but I can't because, you know, level two exhaustion. What do you want to do? When yeah, what do you, there's no. We're not in an initiative order. We're going cinematic. I got you. You start dashing down um, the the corridor towards it till you get to that point. What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to cast Moonbeam at um, <clears throat> ninth level. Uh, where are you placing it? I'm going to aim it like underneath the middle door. Okay. Cool. Um, as you cast it, there is... 40-foot high cylinder. Um, as you cast it, nothing happens in the area. Oh. To be an anti-magic area around the stage. Kind of makes me vaguely redundant the most that I can do. Javert, Javert will now start grabbing you. Go, we need, we need to leave. We need to leave now before anything. <laughs> How did you bring two liches here? Um, we don't need to leave. Um, we need to defeat them. The point aggressively at the doors. 
Again. Have we passed my points? Four of them. One by one, understandably, you can take them out. You're very powerful people, I understand, but four of them together. You want to take on Orcus, a fucking beholder. Just stop it. Come on. Vardwin, do you think you could speak to your lich friends and get them to sort this problem out? I wouldn't exactly call them friends, more so acquaintances. I... One moment. I'm going to cast... Uh... What have I got left? Are the... Like, all of the... Should we call them foot soldiers, just to deal with... Are they all moving as well, or is it just the big ones? So, there's kind of uh, general chaos in the... the, the 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 seating area if you will the chain devils that you could see are trying to deal with people trying to get one another but also trying to deal with the two uh the two liches um the four like big bosses if you will are all just slowly walking as if nothing's gonna happen they are slowly walking towards the doors um and you can see the, the at this point with everything that's happened the, thus far they have basically got towards their doors they're at the top of the balcony in front of their doors heading towards them um it looks like you've created chaos which they have not kind of rose to the bait of um they've just gone cool we're backing out that is annoying um Okay, I'm going to cast Tasha's Otherworldly Guys on myself, and then try and get up there. Cool, what did that do? <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm going to draw on the magic uh, of uh, the Upper Plains. Okay. Um making me immune to radiant and necrotic damage. Um, immune to the Oh no, it's frozen. Oh, we've, we've been going so long that the internet is just dying. Apologies whilst we just quickly get Discord to come back and then we'll uh, find out what's going on with this otherworldly guys. Um, here we go, it's coming back now. <sighs> Come on. There we go, we're back. Sorry, guys. Hello. That's okay. Apologies. Um, basically, I get some buffs, I get wings, and I can attack twice instead of once. I just want to try and move up into position whichever of the doors is closest to me i am going to attempt to take on whichever one and stop them lovely um you shoot down the shoot down the way you literally turn like into a bullet you shoot down the, the room screaming across the top of people you get towards the stage and as you do there's kind of so just to double check sorry with uh, the uh the otherworldly guys it allows you is that if it enters an anti-magic sphere it would still be okay um it's a transformation so we will 
find out. I think this is up to your... I'm gonna go with, because, especially because we've only got like 10 minutes or so left of this entire stream, because this is kind of leading up to a fun thing that'll happen later in our campaign, and you'll see all this madness um, on campaign 2 of 16 Candle Keeps. Da 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 da. Advertising. Um, you shoot up. Um, which one would you get? So the, the, the ones that would be most um, like easy to get to with this would be to get to either the Beholder or the, um, the Twin Blade, essentially. Uh, let's be honest, Twin Blade is probably the sensible option, rather than the Beholder. Cool. Um, do you want to roll, um, an attack for me as you get towards him? Yep. I would like to roll my two attacks. Uh, I'm gonna go, you have advantage on these because he doesn't see you coming. Because he's currently facing his Wonderful. door, ending, entering into them. He thinks, for all intents and purposes, no one's coming at him. Nice. Oh. That's a face that says natural 20, eh? That's uh, one natural 20 and one 23. I'm going to just remind our audience that I am a wizard. <laughs> Level 20 wizard, but got badass. <laughs> uh, so that will be a total of... Uh, I've done too much spell stuff, so I won't be able to exactly do my blade of goodness. Uh... So, first one is only 10 slashing, and second one would be 12, so 21. 21. Excellent. Um, so, um, as you swing through and you cleave with the blade, sorry, uh, the, uh, 21, uh, what's, what's the damage again? Uh, 21 damage for the... The, the crit, and then it, I think it was 10 damage. Yeah, 10 for the uh, first one. Type of damage, so sorry. 31 total uh, magical slashing. Magical slashing. Is it magical? No, that's fine. Um, as you get there, um, and you just bring your blade and swing down, um, you cleave through, and there is a moment where it definitely hits something. You feel the blade connect, and it has uh, a kind of like give and uh, a bit of a fight on it. And there is a moment where. feeling nasty for doing this because you're not going to die but at the same time <laughs> I'm going to have to roll something to see what happens I know you're immortal you no, keep I, saying <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna come on do no, it no it's fine so fine. you you bring through the blade and you slam into it and there's a weird moment for you Vardwin especially when you're right up close where it slams into something and you watch as the dwarf just blinks down to one side and the goliath blinks up to the other and you're hitting into essentially this one small ball of energy. Um, it seems to be glowing blue uh, and seems to throb with uh, this kind of like arcane pulse. It, it seems to be, it's almost like looking into a, a sphere of annihilation, but n not the black, nasty kind that your, uh, your, uh, your, your delightful friends behind you have pulled. This is the kind of weird blue Otterloop kind of version. It's almost like he got hold of the. the potion and made his own version anyway um but it's floating there and you're hitting against that and it's at this point that you hear hello and the goliath grabs you goes to grab you around the shoulders and you hear below below you the same hello about 10 milliseconds afterwards as the dwarf tries to grab your legs so i will go with a roll they take the full damage that you've rolled um 
So that would be... 28 from the Goliath. Uh, 28, I guess, will do it, yeah. And that's a 23 from the Dwarf. Uh, let me double check that one. Yes, even with the bonus, yep. Okay, cool. They both, they both grab you, and you hear whispering in your ear, My friend, you're going to have a lot of fun here. And they step backwards into their door. There is darkness for Varduin. We'll find out what happens with Varduin. Campaign just Jessica. abducted Varduin. I just abducted Varduin. <laughs> I mean, I really don't want to ruin his fun, but I have. No, no, you can do it. You can spoil it. Spoil it. Oh no, no, I'm go. I want to see the rest of this side play out. Oh no, that's fine. Cool. So you step back and you step into darkness. We'll discuss what happens with that in another time. Um, for uh, for um, I was about to say ladies, and I know you're about to shout at me. Uh, yeah. Jack and. Blanche, what are we doing? Um, because we're not in official combat. Yep. Is there, do the rules about how many actions and bonus actions you have still apply? Nope, go for it. Because essentially in combat, every six seconds something's happened. So by the time you describe something to me, you probably could have done the 18 slashes of the sword you're going to do. Or yada yada yada. Or if you go, I'm doing a teleport or da da da. Okay, so I can do as many things as I want right now. because Tell not... me what you want to do and I'll tell you what's going on. Um, I'm so I'm heading towards the front of the building. Yep. I'm gonna dash for sixty feet. Yep. I'm gonna misty step for thirty feet. Yep. Then I'm gonna do avenging angel and fly for sixty feet to uh, Morkoth. To Morkoth. And then I'm gonna stab him with the holy um, avenger. So as I do avenging angel, massive ass wings sprout from my back. Um, which I've essentially just come out of being invisible because I've just teleported that little bit of Misty Step and I fly up and straight into him yep. which, is, which is exactly 150 feet Roll um, for your attacks Dabbing him! So Right, does a Natural 20 plus 9 Does that hit? Yeah, that'll hit. Yeah. What are you doing? It's amazing. So, damage. Oh my god, I just clicked off it. That was so stupid. So, he's... He count as, um... Dead? Or is he just... No. Like, he's an aberration. I'll let you... I'm, as it's a level 21 shot and we're just... We're wrapping this up in a minute. I'm happy for to say anything at this point. Go for it. Okay, so slashy damage. Yep. Um, is eight, and I'm gonna cast. Uh, what's that thing called? What's that thing? Who's that fella? <laughs> Staggering smite on it. Okay. No. Gonna hit him again. Um. Oh, so staggering smite does an extra one, seven, nine, ten, eleven, sixteen uh, psychic damage. Excellent. He needs to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Okay. Wisdom save from Zimokov. Um, you will be getting... Uh, wisdom save is... Uh, 17. 17. Uh, 
17 is a fail. Okay. So he has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks and can't take reactions until the end of its next turn. But because it's out of combat, I don't. No, that's fine. Keep going. That bit applies. Cool. Um, we're gonna do we're gonna do the multi attack with Holy Avenger, and because I'm flying, I'd like to try and bring it down straight into the top of his head. Um, or whatever whatever asses for his head. Yep. And drive it into him that way because I'm a bitch. Um, does a twenty hit? It does indeed hit. Does indeed hit. That is slashy damage of five. And then 1, 10, 11, 15 psychic damage on him. Lovely. Same time. So I've now stabbed him twice. The first time was through his face. The second time was in the top of his hand. And he's had slashy damage. He's had um, psychic damage. And I've got massive ass wings for the next hour. And um, oh, I forgot I had attack rolls that have advantage. But never mind. Um and he, he failed his wisdom saving throw, so he is also frightened of me for one minute. Or until it takes any damage. So he's not frightened of me anymore, but he's still mentally <laughs> fucked up. So um, it's at this point that he uh, he just moves towards you and, uh, and smiles and then drops into a pool of water below you as the image out in the, uh, the court scene did as well. Um... And a fresh Morkov comes flying out of the door oh, in front of you. Regenerating cunt. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. You know what? It was, I, it, it was remiss of me if I did not say the C word once during this character. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change it. I've decided. I was gonna. I was gonna do something nasty, and now I'm gonna do something different. Or well, not nasty, but it's gonna do basically what I'm just a Devado in. Um, um. No, no, we're gonna do it because this will set up for the the, the fun of campaign two. Does a twenty three hit? Um. Yes. Cool. It, this one comes flying out of the doorway and slams its tentacles around you, literally pulling you into a bear hug. And you just hear cackling in your ear, almost like, unfortunately I can't do it justice, but think Mark Hamill's Joker. And you just hear... <laughs> <laughs> and it then just swims backwards with you into its door. And... Jack, you see darkness. Blanche, what are we doing? Like, it's my turn to go into the darkness next. <laughs> what are we doing, Blanche? I don't Blanche? have anything fun to do, though. One of us, one of the us. most I can do is summon my animal friends do and maybe sing a pretty song. Javert. Animal friends be like really massive eagles. Javert. is. Um, Javert comes up to you, Blanche. goes, Can you. Oh, I, can you can you not uh, do you know teleport or something out of here? You know, get out. You don't you don't have to follow. And he's gesturing at the door. Sod this and just runs towards the doorway. Let me see. Let me rummage through my bag. I do have a great bag of tricks, you know. I still don't think a boar or a weasel 
Oh, or even a giant elk or dire wolf will help in this situation. Um, well... Moose would be quite good if you've got a moose. Oh no, I don't have that in my bag. Um, <laughs> she says to the, uh, the voice in the sky, um, <clears throat> um, well, I mean, I could make a wall of thorns. I could... I could create an illusion that would make everything seem so much better than it is. I just don't know what to do. I'm going to ask for Living one in the thing. really isn't liked. Yes. I'm going to ask for one thing from you, Blanche, because we've got five minutes of the stream, and uh, just one of your things you want to do. What What are you going to do for me? Roll a dice for me and choose one of those things, because this is going to be this is going to be the, the the pinnacle that we end this this game on, just because of time and also because I I have a really nice idea for campaign two this way. Horrifically, um, can I cast dispel magic? Spell magic? What are you casting dispel magic on? On the area. Oh, on the anti-magic. Yeah. Okay. Um. Can I, can I do that? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Um, I'm going to... 8th level? Yeah, cool. Just splash out the 8th level. So, for our epilogue finishing this campaign storyline, it's been a fucking long day and I'm tired and I want to finish this up now. You're not having your fun, Vardwin. I'm not killing you. I'm just taking you into the darkness as my little plaything for a bit. <laughs> Liam's used to it. Um, anyway. So, as you, Blanche, take a, take a moment and you focus all of your energy and there's a maelstrom of different races and creeds running around you trying to basically fight tooth and nail cat's claws for life. Um, the entire room pauses as you hold your hand up towards it and you cast a spell magic and there is a shattering of glass and a grinding of glass sound rings out across the room that seems to hang for an eternity to call back to the first game starting um, I did it guys, I bookended it um, I did it, I did a good writer thing Anyway, um, but as this happens everything in the room everything on the island freezes time stops on the Isle of Moreau On the other side of the plain known as Cordelia is a large island known as Bowerheath. On the sh shoreline of this island, there is a large congregation of adventurers meeting outside a famed manor. As the Lich asks everyone meeting them there if they would like to join him on a crazy quest to find new heroes of the realm. As he asks this and offers for people to lay down in their bedrolls if they choose to or leave now so he has time to cast a certain ritual, people start to flock off into their areas. Flock off. Um, you flock off. <laughs> Alright, Bo Peep. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lich 
holds out into this... He stands on a balcony looking over this campsite outside his manor. He holds up his phylactery and shatters it as sprinkles of glass shatter and grind across the area, putting everyone in the campsite into a sleep and pausing time on the campsite, almost in tandem with time stopping on Moreau. As the Lich steps back into his quarters, a large opulent library where he turns to his servant who is currently working over a war table which has a map of the entire plain of Cordelia apparent around and he looks at the marking of where they are currently highlighted by a glowing pink orb on the map and looks over towards Moreau in the Pendleron Islands and sees a black floating orb with five chains wrapped around and four of them hanging off with one final strapped across it that is where we're going to end D and Day. Uh -huh. <laughs> we did it. We did it, guys. It. It's eleven o'clock on the fucking dot. Yeah. Um. Right. I thank you all very much in the audience for watching um, for so long. I adoringly with all my heart thank the free players that you see around my shattered face two have dm'd games today one of them for the first time ever and this poor one who looks like snow white she has spent the entire day polymorphing into different beings and i don't understand how she looks so good for the entire goddamn day we just had to run a fucking game i mean i just i put on some like eye makeup and then these <laughs> but like, oh. thank you so much for everyone for watching Emma I'm going to hand over to you to sign off your charity stream please do what you got to do and finish us off um, I'm going to cry so I'm not going to talk for too long but thank you everybody who joined us thank you to everybody who played I love you all <laughs> um, in total we raised um, about £140 today um, which is awesome because I didn't think we were going to raise anything. <laughs> so thank you all for coming with us on this stupid, stupid day. Um, we're going to go and sleep for a very long time. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I don't know what else to say, so just thank you. Mwah. Less than free, everyone. Less than free. <laughs> right. I will. Is there anything that anyone wants to say before we swipe over to our ending stream screen? Oh, by the way, um, everyone uh, gets. I forgot to do this because obviously we're not milestoning. We're we're experiencing. <laughs> everyone gets sixty nine thousand XP. <laughs> he said the sex number. <laughs> anyway, we're going to wrap up now. Thank you very much for watching, guys. And again, if you want to hear more of what we do and you want to hear a bit less mental, well, kind of, 
the doobly-doo below. I mean, I'm you playing can... a pixie next time, so I'm yeah. not harmissing anything. That gate spell, Brostar90. Mm. Yes, that gate spell. I love every time Liam goes, I've got a fun thing. I'm like, this game is going to be mental. I love it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, doobly-doo below. If you want to follow us, um, we are available on uh, all the, uh, the, the usual places. There's 16 candle keeps. Um, and you can find our YouTube channel is on the lovely Mr. Bingle Bang Bang's channel. Uh, just use Google, Google find youtube.com forward slash Bingle Bang Bang. Right. It's been lovely, but I've had enough of all of you now, and I want to just go have quiet. So off you go. Yeah. Bye. Go. Go on. Get out of here. Bye. <laughs>